Hello, Mercer Island. It is me, Mason Meinzinger, and we are back today with uh, my co-hosts. I'm Colson. <laughs> and Will. We're all co-hosts, Scott. Co-host. It's co- Yeah, co-hosts. Yeah, you we're all it. co-hosts. You got it. You know what you're doing. Yeah, okay. So last last week's show, I mean, dang, last Tuesday's show, we were doing nah, Tongue Twisters. Nah, this nah, Tuesday's show. That was this Tuesday's show. No, that's last Tuesday. No. Today, Thursday. Today, Thursday. Today, go. Tuesday. That's last Tuesday. No. Yeah. That was this Tuesday. No, that wait, it was last Tuesday. Yeah. Oh. What the hell are you all talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about um, more mind-boggling things. Did you guys know that an octopus can rewrite its DNA? Did you know that an octopus has like eight hearts? No. <laughs> the only reason they could switch to do stuff false. because it has a heart wait, the size of a heart, wait, how many hearts is it, it has a heart the size of a quarter and that's all and that's the limitation of how small how and how small the hole can go. So an octopus can go through like a quarter sized hole just by squishing itself into it. No way, seriously? No, it has mm-hmm. three hearts. Okay. Octopus oh, oh, that's have what, uh, three hearts, a systematic heart that circulates blood around the body and two branchial hearts that pump it through to Wait, that's what raccoons can do, right? What? what? Raccoons can squish themselves, right? Like yeah, into, but they're not like they can not, compress their spine, right? No, I think they're squishy. No, they can compress their they can like compress their spine, funky. <laughs> I'm all I know is that uh, octopi. I learned this at the aquarium in DC. Oh, is that the octopi can squish themselves through like quarter small holes, and that's why their tanks have to be like airtight. I mean, also because the water wouldn't want to get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> y'all see the video of this scuba diver with an octopus just chilling in his mouth? Nope. Do, nope. do please. Um, do tell. Yeah. It's literally like <laughs> what he just he's, said. He's scuba diving, and an octopus just comes and, like, goes into his mouth and starts chilling, and then he, like, he, the and he just... He leaves. That's it. How small is this octopus? Uh, dinner plate, maybe? I don't know. Because it has to fit in the mouth. But I thought you said it can compress these small holes. Yeah, but like, that's why it has to squish through stuff. It's not going to like, it's not going to squish into a mouth. It's going to just chill there. It's not going to be like, I'm going to enter this tiny mouth. I'm going to like, I'm just, it's going to float in, right? Well, sure. let's just, I, I, I want you guys to think about this. There are no animals on earth that are related to an octopus really yeah there's nothing on earth that's related to an octopus mm, snails nope nothing uh this is this is facts squid Close. no Ooh, oh that's nasty oh i just picked up a piece of paper and there was gum in it Ooh. starfish nope okay i'm gonna look this up right now if y'all don't believe me our octo what are octopuses related to our octo <laughs> Is oh, thank you. Occupy related to. Oh, the closest living relative of an octopus are vampire squids. Um, blah, blah, blah. okay, yeah, so octopus and squid evolution is officially weirder than what we could have ever imagined. Discovered that octopus. Octopuses, along octopi. with some, uh, it says octopuses on the website well, sciencealert.com. Okay, octopi 
along with some squid and cuttlefish species, routinely edit their RNA sequences to adapt to their environment. You know how nuts that is? Yeah. <laughs> that's actually... No, that's whack, though. What? That the co- Okay, so the common squid has edited more than 60% of RNA in its nervous system. These edits essentially changed its brain psychology, physiology, and presumably used it to adapt to various temperature conditions in the ocean. Wow. How how insane is that? That's that's just that like that's you just can't comprehend that. Like what would they be like how, why would they be editing it though? How would you even like comprehend that? You know how, how small RNA and DNA? Like, RNA, if I'm correct. It doesn't matter how small it is. It's not like they go into their own body. No, I know, but still, that's, that, that's, like, but it's, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a small process for sure. Yeah, because that's what they use chemicals for. They use chemicals to, yeah, yeah, right, right, but how would that go in their brain? Would it be, like, me moving my finger, or would it be, like, yeah, you stick your finger in your brain and just swish that, swish that stuff around. Oh, well, how do they do it? They just do it. They probably mix the amount of chemicals that go into your brain, so it makes a different level, different type of RNA each time. Uh, <laughs> none of us here is a marine biologist, I don't think. No. But I, I've been to the aquarium, so I'm like <laughs> pretty close. I know, I'm like, I'm, I'm up there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I walked through that like donut tank with all the jellyfish. It was pretty cool. I remember going through that as a kid. That was cool. That was so. I, I remember. I I don't know why. Oh, it was for this for our school. We went on a field trip where we. Is that the one where we got our our school expelled from the aquarium? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. So we there's this you know they have this big dome right? It's a big dome aquarium. You can go and walk under and it's all cool. So we we went on a field trip where we slept over in the dome. And uh, apparently we upsetted the fishies. So, no one's going back there anytime soon. Wait, how did you guys get your school kicked out? We were too loud. What? I think at least half of us didn't go to bed until like 1.30 in the morning. Oh, because you guys spent the night there. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we didn't get to do that. <laughs> Only real true, we did not get a chance to do that. I'm not sure they even trusted us to even like be off the bus for more than an hour. <laughs> like, we never got to spend, like, Islandwood, which was like the fifth grade retreat in the San Juans. That was, like, the first time a bunch of kids had been without, like, their parents. So that was just super traumatic. Yeah, Because, like, there was a bunch of kids, like, crying in the night. Man, that was horrible that now did, that I think yeah, about that it. Yeah, that did not go well at Why all. Why did they do that? I mean, there were, like, three kids in my cabin alone that got sent home because they couldn't take it. Dude, it was, like, scared straight, honestly. Like, they were just, like, they just put us in, like, an alien environment. And, like, they with, put like, the bad boy, food. They put the boys and the girls on the literal other side of camp for me. Because we went to Arkyla, and they have, like, I don't know, it was maybe a mile. No, not a mile. Half a mile. Maybe a mile. I don't know. It was a long way. And we, there was, like, a group of cabins on one side of the part of the camp and a group of cabins on the other side, on the complete oh, yeah, opposite yeah, yeah, side. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I get it, but, bro, that trip was, trip was whack. Yeah. Honestly, we did, like, a night walk. That was so dumb. That was about it. Yeah. We couldn't, we didn't do a lot of activities. Like, we didn't spend the night outside because it was stormy out, but then it ended up not storming. Because they were like, they took us on a walk. They're like, all right, you can't use your flashlights because we're going to see in the dark. 
And I was all right, guys. And, like, and, and it, stop sipping like, the Kool Aid. Everyone kept ruining it because someone would just turn on their flashlight for like an instant and then turn it off again, and our eyes would never adjust. It was just like it was ruined. So messed up. Why would they? See, Islandwood was just like weird because you got there right. Like, not a lot of kids had experience with like unloading bags and all that, so that took forever. And kids got like their bags lost or whatever, and most like their parents had packed for them, of course, because it's like in the fifth grade, right? And so nobody knew where like their things were. So people were like always calling like the teach, like having the parents call the, having the teachers call the parents to like ask where things were. And like the the rules, like teachers and parents couldn't be on their phones, like the chaperones. Mm, I bet that didn't happen. That did not happen at all. <laughs> it was not, it was funny as hell, but it did not happen. All right, like you know how whenever you go to a summer camp, they say like, all right, no technology of any kind. Mm-hmm. What if that wasn't a rule? What would it, like? <laughs> I don't think that would change too much because I know kids that would like just bring stuff to school. I mean, like the. They would just bring technology to camp, even though it was like, quote unquote, not not supposed to. I know they would do that for sure, because they're like, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. But it's like, with at least in my experience, like everyone in like your group gets like hella like tight knit and all that. And I feel like with phones, I just probably just wouldn't happen. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Kids who bring their fo- cell phones to like summer, like uh, summer school, kids who bring their cell phones to camps, it's like a different vibe that they're getting from it for sure, because they're not. I hate to sound like an old man, but they're not really adjusting to their environment and like enjoying the camp. They're just kind of like there, but with their phone, and that's what kind of makes the experience different. Is that you're detached from home, so it's not like you're not uh constantly in contact you're like it's like you're like in a whole nother spot and that's yeah. what i think makes camp so special but i'm totally up for debate on what that really means to have a phone with you in a camp but i'm not sure i don't know yeah right, complete 180 on the topic but i've we were talking about it in history and uh i honestly cannot figure out uh, the answer to this, but do you? What do you? Who do you think started World War One? It was the. <laughs> it was the assassination. Careful, careful what you say here, Colton. Wasn't it the assassination of Franz Ferdinand? Yeah, by a Serbian national. Yeah, but like, who actually started it? So what happened? So basically, <laughs> it. The Serbian. No, it's always the Serbian. No, no. no whose so fault was it though? Whose fault was it? Was okay. What well, I? Here's like, it's not like I don't think this is opinion, but like, here's what I. I'm just gonna restate what I think happened you know so that was because you were there right yeah i was there <laughs> i witnessed this firsthand there's the triple entente and the central powers or this allied allied forces and then um uh france Ferdinand got assassinated by the serbian nationalists and then austria hungary was like hey you can't do that damn bro that's crazy and then russia was like okay we're going to back up serbia and then since russia was allies with uh france and britain uh russia was like france can help us and then France was like, Britain, come help us. And then at the same time, Austria-Hungary was like, Germany, come help us. And then basically everybody in the war uh, had to join in because they were allies. Because basically, if, and basically how allies worked is if one country fought, all the countries had to fight. Right. And so that's how it escalated super quickly. And so I think that... Well, one of the reasons that um, 
One of the reasons that Franz Ferdinand was assassinated is because the Serbians uh, were not really happy with Austria-Hungary's rule over their country. And so, it, people say it could be the Austria-Hungary's fault for like having unfair rule. It could be the Serbians' fault for, I don't know, assassinating their uh, leader. Or it could be the idea of allies coming in and at the drop of a hat and fighting, starting a world war because of like supporting their friends and I guess more, more or less honor. And then it could be, uh, and then it also could just be the fact that, um, there's a lot of racism towards different countries. And so a lot of, a lot of races were oppressed. And then when they retaliated their countries that had to back them up, backed them up. And then it started a world war. Yeah. All right. So, because like, there's a couple things that uh, happened leading up to World War One. A, I don't think it would have been as bad if uh, Europe wasn't as militarized because um, Germany had like just been formed like pretty recently um, by nation standpoints, and they were like really industrializing and really like building up their military, especially their navy, which kind of uh, scared Britain. So that so they were like they were both militarized, and like they were all, everyone was just kind of building up their armies, which didn't. So when the war broke out, they no one really had time to think as they were mobilizing their troops to feel like, oh, should we probably do this? Is is there like a better way to like figure this out? There was a lot of just like, hey, we have millions of people listed in the army. Let's use them. Yeah, and hell <laughs> yeah. So, so that 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 Yay! could be, and then also Germany like hella egged on Austria when. Um, like when Austria was like Austria is one fight when fighting Serbia Germany was like we'll support you no matter what yeah yeah so that could be part of like Germany's um, reasons to like be the most blamed and then Austria what they did was they annexed Bosnia which was a nation in the Balkans which is like I don't know, like the southern Sir, like southern Slavic states or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and um, that was like really uncool, and people didn't really like that. So, and like that could have, so that could have been Austria's thing, and then Serbia like didn't do the things that Austria asked them to do after they assassinated uh, Ferdinand and the whole. thing. So, like, there's a lot of different. People, oh. like, yeah. We can, we're going to stay more because we have all. <laughs> yeah, no, we got... Okay, bye, Mason. Bye, guys. You're not even in the conversation. Love yeah. you. All right, we'll talk for a couple more minutes. We'll talk for a couple more minutes, yeah. and then we'll leave, too, and, but we got time. All right, so Austria. What happened with Austria is after France, Fer, Francis Ferdinand was assassinated, they, um, they sent an ultimatum over to Serbia, which... Uh, it was basically impossible. Yeah, which the Serbs only made part of, so then... Austria declared war on Serbia. So that was Austria's thing. And Serbia was like, they assassinated Archduke Ferdinand. And, and Serbia's also kind of small. Yeah, Serbia's a really small country. So they needed help from Russia. And Russia being... The one who felt like they were the supposed to protect bigger their bigger Slavic state of the two. They were like, hey, they're our buddies. We should not let them... Lose. Lose. So they, they uh, started mobilizing against Austria, 
which then had Germany mobilize against Russia, which then had France mobilize against Germany, which then had Britain help mobilize. No, and then Germany invaded Belgium, which they everyone agreed was a neutral territory, which then pulled Britain into the war. So there's a lot of people at fault. Like, and then the U.S. eventually joined, like at the very end, because Britain asked for help. Yeah. So who do you think is most to blame? The ally system and racism. There's no country to blame. It's just the system that was to blame. Okay. I feel like everyone is to blame a little bit, but yeah. I feel like Germany. Everybody can have a little most. blame. Everyone's got a little bit of blame. But, I mean, sure, Germany lost and all, and so they're going to be painted like the losers. But I don't know. I think that the I think I mean every country had the reason for fighting in the war. And so every country is to blame for like joining the war and escalating the war. So I think the blame could get spread around spread around a little bit. And yeah. that was our little recap of World War 1 which no one asked for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was just on my mind. I'm like, yeah. kind of what this thing, this whole show's about. So, yeah. So, thank you for listening to our MC Dub show. Mason just left. We're now me and Will alone. We're going to see you guys off. You can tune into us the week after next on Tuesday, nine ten p.m. Because next week is our midwinter break. So we will be not here. I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere in Utah. So. I'm going to be middle of nowhere in Arizona. Oh, where's Mason? Gonna be? Nowhere. Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you in a week. Two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. Uh, dude, drive safe, wear a helmet. Drink water. All that good stuff. Wear sunscreen. Goodbye.